the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 the Word. I am so happy to be back in studio today. You know, I was thinking about something. As we struggle and battle and fight uh, in, in our life for different situations, school is back in session, and, and uh, it, now it's a different thing. Summer is over, and some parents, if, if you're like me, we thank God that school is back in session. Maybe we could keep some food in the fridge. Uh, but I want to remind you of something. There's a there's a particular verse in the book of Revelations. Now, don't worry, we're not gonna. I'm not trying to scare you, uh, but it is an important verse because Revelations chapter twenty verse ten says, "Then the devil who had rec- who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur." And it goes on at the end of that verse to say that he was there forever and ever. And you know what that. That puts in my heart some joy, some because if if you're reading the Bible and you turn to the back of the book, you will realize that we win. We we win. And and I want to encourage you today because you may be in the middle of this struggle. You may be looking like this is hopeless, this fight, I might as well quit because I can't. We win. If you don't quit. You will win. So hold on to your faith. Hold on to that word that God has given you, that God has put in your heart. And, and don't quit. Don't, don't be dismayed. You, you're, God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he's with you in these dark times, in these, in these difficult times. God is with you. And if you were to just hold on at the end of this story, at the end of, of what's going to happen, we win. The enemy will be defeated. Matter of fact, he is defeated. He was defeated on the cross of Calvary. Uh, and so we just have to live our life victoriously, live our life with hope and joy, knowing and having faith and believing that God is for us. And if God be for us, who, who is the question? Who can be against us? And so um, I just wanted to drop that note right there. I hope you can take advantage of that today and hold on to that. And and I, I, I'm very happy again to be in the studio and I'm with a, a, a man of God and his wife, uh, but she doesn't want to be on the radio, but uh, that's that's okay. Uh, I, I say this often, Pastor. I say I, I appreciate all the national ministers. They travel the globe and they and they preach and they minister in arenas and stadiums and in large, large venues. Uh, but there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that are local. They're, they're pastors of a local church uh, and they minister on a, on a local level. Maybe they don't reach as many lives as, as the national uh, ministers do, but the impact that the local pastors make is, is can, cannot be compared, is, is what I believe. And, and so today I have the honor 
of being uh, being in the studio with Pastor Michael Morton. He is the pastor of Faith Baptist Church. Pastor Pastor Michael, thank you for joining us today on AM six thirty. The Word. It's great to be here, Marcus. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I appreciate you having me. Well, one of the things I want to do is introduce you to San Antonio, uh, because you are the you are the pastor. Many people know you uh, and your family. Uh, but when we get in front of this mic, not too many people have heard you on on this scale, and so I want to ask a couple of questions, and sure. and you can you can start uh, letting letting me know about yourself. Are you wh- where are you from? First of all, I lived all my life in San Antonio, mostly on the south side. All right, all right, where it all began. Yeah, the, where it the, all began, right? <laughs> the south side of San Antonio. Uh, so you you grew up here. You were born here. You you you're here. You're San Antonian. I'm a San Antonian. That's where I live. That's where I grew up. So you're not leaving? No, 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 I'm not leaving. <laughs> All right. All right. And, well, now, when it comes to, to ministry and, and that type of stuff, uh, are you a PK? Were you, were you in a ministerial family? How, how was that for you? We were not growing, We did not grow up in a Christian home. We grew up in a secular home. And uh, I, I was just a secular kid, like mm-hmm. everybody else, running around. But um, my mother-in-law got saved, my, my wife's mother. So, so that conversion happened after you were married or? Right. I, I was, we were already married, and uh, we, uh, we didn't know the Lord at all. I'd heard the gospel here and there, but we did not know anything about God till we were adults. And then how did that happen? How was your conversion? My mother-in-law got saved and started going to a Baptist church, and we thought she had lost her mind. <laughs> she had made some changes in her life, and, um, and she started telling her preacher to visit me. Mm-hmm. And so he'd come to my house every Thursday night. One Thursday night he came. I was just in a bad case. I was feeling really low, very low, and he came and told me about my sin and how I deserved the punishment for sin, which is death and hell. And he told me that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin. And that night I knelt by my sofa and I asked Jesus Christ to save me. I didn't have any physical reaction, and the preacher was nice and he left, but I knew something had happened. And I knew that that day... I was uh, I was a different person, and it's funny that happened on Thursday. On Sunday, for the first time in years, I said to my wife, "Let's go to church." Wow! And it's interesting. We were there. We heard the sermon. It was awesome. And the preacher asked, "Has anybody here been saved but never been baptized?" And I thought to myself, "Well, just Thursday," <laughs> and so I raised my hand. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. But before you know it, some fellow was ushering me to the back of the church, and they questioned me and put a robe on me and put me in line to be baptized. I was, I was so, so into it. I loved it. I was so excited to be part of this. And since that day, you haven't turned around. I'm telling you, that's been, I never missed church but one or two days in my life since then. I, I want to I unpack that a little bit, okay. that, that experience, because that is life-changing it, it changed your exactly. decisions exactly your 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 mind so it just was not a change of heart 
It it really did impact. You may not have felt the physical tingling or or or, or what have you, but there was, but a, there was abs- a change. There's no question in my mind. God changed my life. From that point on, I started throwing stuff away that I didn't need, and I started reading the Bible. My preacher, he dressed a certain way. I said, I'm getting a haircut. He never <laughs> told me to get a haircut. He never said anything about it. I had hair down to my shoulders. But my preacher had a nice haircut, so I got one. Yeah. So my, the impact that he no, made I'm on your life. You, my preacher wore suits, so I started wearing suits to church. He didn't tell me I had to. Not all the people in church wore them, but he wore them, so I started wearing a suit. I want I want to ask you about about that conversion moment because there's there's a lot of people that argue that they're good. They're not bad. You know, oh, I, I, I don't I don't kill nobody. I, I I drive safe even. I don't even cut people off. I'm I'm a nice guy. However, there are like the verse you refer to the wages of sin, right? You know, and and compared to the gift of God, and so could you could you maybe talk about that th- that moment in your life and how that would translate to to the listening audience today? I di- I didn't have any problem when the preacher said you're a sinner. Again, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I knew I was a sinner. I had things in my life that I, I'm ashamed of now. But that's what I was. I was there. I was lost. And uh, so it wasn't hard for me to admit it. And the truth is, everybody's a sinner. Mm-hmm. If we'll admit it, we've all done bad things. We have bad thoughts. We, we uh, treat people badly. And, and sin is sin no matter how big it is or how small it is. For all have sinned. All have sinned and come says. short of the glory of God. That's correct. God doesn't measure us with each other. He measures us with himself. That's the key. Yes, sir. That we, don't, we don't compare ourselves. There's a measure with one another because compared to, to, you know, to perhaps someone, uh, yeah. our neighbor, we're, we're great. I'm better than that guy. Oh, for sure. I'm better than that guy. But we don't have But that's to. not the standard. No, the standard is Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, he is the one that we come short of the glory. And because of that. And that is the reason why we deserve the wages of sin. We deserve punishment for sin, not because we're good or bad, but because of what we are. We're born sinners. Mm-hmm. And, and whether we like it or not, our life is a sinful life until Jesus Christ saves us. Now, don't get me wrong. When I got saved, I didn't stop sinning altogether. I didn't, I didn't just become a, a saint superhero. Yeah, No, I got saved, and little by little, I started throwing stuff away, and I started changing my life. It, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen in my heart. And in my heart, I started to want to do different. It wasn't something someone told me. It wasn't something someone said you have to do. I, I just, all of a sudden, I wanted to go to church. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to dress right. It just, it just happened in my heart. And so I, I felt led to do it, and I did. And so that, that wanting uh, came from that decision. From when I, when I trusted Christ as my Savior, nothing immediately happened. But from that day forward, my life started looking different. I had a different point of view, and I, I wanted to change. And the truth is, once I got into it and started changing, I loved it. I yeah. fell in love with the things of God. It was wonderful. 
You know, I, it's not a magical experience. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when I let Jesus in, He started working on my heart. So was was there an impact in your in your home? Oh, absolutely. My wife had got saved earlier, but because I wasn't, we didn't really live it. But when I got saved, she was thrilled, and we got in, and we just jumped in with both feet. Yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely – I couldn't do this without her. She's a tremendous part of my life. Amen. And most yeah. wives are. Yeah. We thank God for them. Absolutely. There's a there's a comparison that sometimes we, we make in in life on how our life is this huge ship. And, yeah. And, and what God wants, he doesn't perhaps – not looking for all the floors and all the the different things, but but if you could get a hold, if God could get a hold of that rudder, that steering, right, you know, and and start there, and so you know, I I tell the church all the time, God doesn't need your money, no, he doesn't need your money. God is the the God of the heavens and the earth, you know. The reason why we 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 pay tithes and offerings is out of obedience, and because I want to be blessed. And so we participate in that. But if we could give God our heart, that thing that, that steers our life, it may take a little while to turn that big ship. Right. But before you know it, we'll be, we'll be having that repentance experience, which means to, to turn the 180 degrees. I was headed away from God. But that one decision. That, my that, I, that I made and, and yeah. you know, in quiet and it didn't feel like much, but I just changed the, the vector, not talking aeronautics. We changed and, and now we're headed in a different direction, little by little, little changes, little degrees of change. Right. And, and before we know it, we're headed towards God and so many things are now in our history and, and we're, we're no longer carrying with this baggage. And so now that now that you have you you've made your your decision for Christ, you're you're a married man, and you're you're serving the Lord. You're going to church. You got a haircut. You <laughs> bought you bought a suit, and and but there's a lot of people that go to church, and right. even even in suits and in nice haircuts. Yeah. Uh, but they don't they don't decide to become a pastor. How how was that? You know, you're you're a member of the church. You're you're loving it. You you wanna you wanna read. You wanna serve. But how does that transition happen from being a member to to getting into ministry? An evangelist in our church put up a tent, a stone's throw from where I live, and he was having a thirty day revival. I went every night. I loved it. I, I again, I started headed toward God, and I went on running. One night during the thirty day revival, he asked. Is anybody here feel like they're called to preach? I really didn't even understand what he was saying, but my heart started beating mm. so fast, and I didn't know what I was doing. I raised my hand. He called me to the front and asked me to give an explanation of my calling. And I have no idea what I said, but I spoke for 20 minutes. <laughs> when I was done, everybody was patting me on the back and cheering for me and said they'd pray for me. Yeah. And again, it was a start for me. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was a very big step in my life. I knew, I knew then I wanted to minister. I wanted to be a preacher. Yeah. And, and uh, I went to a little Baptist college, and uh, Southwest Baptist College, and uh, because I was there, people would call the school and say, is there anybody you can send to fill the pulpit? Our pastor's on vacation or he's sick or whatever. So I started filling the pulpit for for little churches around San Antonio. And um, 
And one day I went and filled the pulpit for this little church, and I, I was there three months. <laughs> they hadn't called the pastor yet. Yeah, and after three months, they said, "We're you're the man for the job. Really? We want you to stay in pastor." I've been there thirty three years. They loved me and they kept me. So you went to uh, you went to preach one Sunday. That's right. I went to preach Sunday, <laughs> and they said, "Can you come back next Sunday? And can you come back next Sunday?" And and that happened for three months. And then that that third month, they said, "We want you to stay in pastor." Well, that's a that's a perfect segue. Tell, tell me a little bit about about that church. That church is now Faith Baptist Church. We started out on Roosevelt, right, almost where Roosevelt Roosevelt becomes St. Mary's. But when the church was started in 1932, they didn't need a big parking lot. Mm-hmm. Almost nobody drove cars. Right. But when I got there in 1987. And I started preaching. The church began to grow and grow, and we just had nowhere to part. So we looked for a building and found our building there at W.W. White Road. And it was a mess. It hadn't been used in years, but it was usable. And we spent six months fixing it up and getting it ready. And we had our first church service in March of 2005. And uh, that's been our building. That's been where we served the Lord for years. In 2015, our fellowship hall burned down. No way. It was consumed completely. That's where we served meals during meetings. Yeah. That's where the Teen Life met and the VBS met. That was, that was an important building to yeah, us. Yeah. And uh, when it burned down, it was like half of our facilities were removed. We had to curtail so many of our ministries our children's programs, our teen program, all of these things had to be pushed back. We could no longer support that big ministry. And it, it hurt us. It hurt our church very much. Yeah. But praise the Lord, after four years, we have built a brand new building. And that big new building is now our auditorium. And our old auditorium is now our fellowship hall. Amen. And we, we just love it. It's absolutely f- And if I had plenty of time, I could tell you some of, the, some of the miracles that God did to give us this building. And we're just thrilled. We're thrilled God did so much for us. God is so good. Sometimes when we feel like uh, it's hopeless, when we feel like there's nowhere to go. Oh, my. And, and something that, that we love so much as, as a pastor, you, you, we, tend, we tend to fall in love with the property as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, that, so it all many becomes, things happen there. It all becomes our church. Yeah. And, and, then, and then a tragic uh, a tragedy happens. Oh, we had ladies weeping. and I mean, it was, it was a sad day. We, we lost part of ourselves. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that because I believe there's, there's a, a hope story in that because we've lost even what we were dedicating to God. We've lost it. I'm sure there was questions. How, how could you allow this God? I'm telling you, we, it, it, it was so bad, and we were so underinsured. Mm. We thought, oh, we'll just rebuild, but it wasn't that easy. Our insurance barely covered what we owed on the property, and we, and we got almost nothing for the inside, the furniture, or all the stuff that we had in there. And so once we got all that taken care of, we had a nice big piece of land, but we were broke. Mm. I mean, there was just no way. Yeah. And um, and I don't know how many people have tried this, but getting financing for a church As is a not church. easy. That's right. P- banks don't want to lend to a church. We're just too volatile. We we grow and fall and grow and fall. So yeah. they, it was hard getting financing. 
We finally found someone who finances, but only for two hundred thousand. And and I thought, well, maybe that'll work, but no, it was it cost a lot, <laughs> a more. lot more. Yeah. And so we were here between uh, having enough to start, but not having enough to finish. Wow. And and we thought this this is just not going to work. Right. <laughs> But you know, God provided the money. Yes. I'm telling you, in miraculous ways, God provided money. We got we got donations, uh, large donations from people we didn't even know. Really, they heard about the fire. They wanted to be involved. They heard about our ministries being uh, curtailed, and and they said, "No, we've got we got to do something for your teens. We got to do something." And they they gave and. It made the difference in the world. We've got a beautiful building, and we only owe two hundred thousand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just amazing. Well, yeah. you know, I want to. I want now. I want to know where the church is. We've been talking about this beautiful building. Where Where are you guys located? We are on W W White Road, about one mile south of I H Ten, and uh, and north of Rigsby. We are right next to the brand new Q V S Pharmacy. And um, we're uh, we're excited about where our 1208 South W.W. White. And you can uh, Google that. You'll find us. We're on the web, www.faith2u.com. That's the word faith, the number two, and you, Y-O-U.com. If you'll look us up, all of our information's on the web and where we are and directions. What time are your services? We have services. We have Bible study at 10 on Sundays and worship service at 11, and then evening service at 7 p.m. We also have a prayer service Wednesday nights at 7. And so our services, if you want to get into the Bible, we have Bible study at 10. Then we have our normal service at 11 a.m. and evening service at 7. You know, I'm I'm, uh, interested and encouraged uh, because our testimonies, have that effect on people. Yes. Sir. And so sometimes we don't we don't know why we would need to go through the X situation. Absolutely right. Uh, but that they not only strengthen us, but they strengthen those that we that that are seeing that would hear. For example, th- those that are listening to us today uh, could be could be encouraged. Won't you encourage them a little bit more? Perhaps you know the the financial piece is just one little piece of that. The hopelessness that could have you could have been going through your heart and the members during this difficult trial. Absolutely, uh, the, the the crush on our faith was hard, and people would ask God why. But God always does things for His glory, mm-hmm. and He sends trouble so we can be helped. And we think it's about a building, but it God had something more in mind. He He was going to give us a new building. But he had to send us through something so we would be built inside. Yes. And he built us before he built the building. God's good. The Bible says that we comfort each other by the comfort we receive from God. And as we go through this trouble and God comforts us, then we're able to see someone in trouble and comfort them. And and God did that. He, He sent us through a hard trial. But, you know, in the end, we look back and see what a good thing God has done both inside and outside. And now you have a you have a Now we have building. a new building, but we also have a better group of people in the church. Mm. We have a strong congregation that, that's willing to, you know, go through the test and stick it out. And, uh, and so we, you know, it was more than just a new building. God strengthened us and helped us. 
I so I so believe in in that that purpose in God, and and as pastors, sometimes we go through difficulties, and it and it's manifested in property. But what God is trying to do is is work on us and right. and 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 strengthen our our faith and allow us to to step out into areas uh, that we're not comfortable in. You know, you didn't sign in. You, you didn't sign up to be a contractor. You signed up to be a pastor. Uh, right, but but right. you had to figure some things out along the way. Oh, absolutely. I tell people that knowing carpentry and plumbing is part of being a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you're not a plumber, but you're going to have to fix toilets. That's and, right. And you're not a carpenter, but there's things going to break. And it, in small churches, we just don't have the finances to hire a big crew. Uh-huh. And so we we learn to do it ourselves. That's right. So, Pastor, won't you invite San Antonio to church on Sunday? We are a church that preaches the King James Bible. We love the Lord Jesus Christ, and our primary purpose is to worship and glorify God. But if you'd like to come and worship with us, we would enjoy having you there with us as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Please come and visit us. We'd love to have you. Well, here's the the, the, the question uh, that I ask every pastor. Do I have to go to church in a three-piece suit? Oh, absolutely not. I wear a suit, and some of the men wear suits, but that's not obligatory. Most people come casual. Mm-hmm. Most, you know, come, uh, you know, not shorts, but, you know, a nice yeah. pair of pants and a shirt. Most people come casual. Uh, but, you know, several of us, we like to put a suit yeah. on. And so uh, if, you, if you're looking for a church, I want to recommend to you Faith Baptist Church and Pastor Michael Morton. And they are located 1208 South WW White Road, uh, 78220. You can find them on the web at faith, the number two, and the word you. Dot com faith to you dot com San Antonio thank you for listening God bless you my name is Marcus Burgos and AM 630 the word God bless thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 the word church of the week we hope that during this past half hour you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church we encourage you to get involved in your local community church If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.